Welcome to the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is where accomplishment and harmony coexist. Now, here's your host and Spa Life curator, Diane Halfman. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Live Your Spa Life Show. Spa life is a lifestyle that accepts that accomplishment and harmony coexist. The spa in spa life, the SPA, is for seek power always, that power within you to do your deeper work in the world. I am so delighted to have my next guest here on the show, who is Shannon Parsons. She is an empathetic leader whose experience is a unique blend of transformational leadership mixed with a delivery mechanism of heart-centered structure. As a transformational coach and facilitator, Shannon has partnered with some of the largest organizations in the world as a speaker, facilitator, and trainer to executives, entrepreneurs, and business organizations who are ready to up-level their expertise. Known fondly by senior executives as the secret weapon, Shannon is often behind the scenes and on stage as a key MC and host. Most recently, Shannon launched Secret Knock Women, an event dedicated to focus on true women's empowerment and positive growth. Shannon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to play with you and your crowd today. Uh, so fun. Well, I just want to jump in here. What kind of piqued my attention is when you talked here about true women's empowerment. And I'd love for you to expand what that is for you and what was the inspiration for the Secret Knock. Yeah. So for the Secret Knock Women, it was a women's event because we show up differently as women when men are around versus when they're not around. And it's just a dynamic thing that happens. We can't help it, right? But I wanted to create a space where women can come together and be supported by the strong men in our lives. We have this shift that's happening in the world right now where women are starting to take stages and be more out there and and take leadership roles And I wanted to create a space where they could do that, but with really strong men that have their backs, but then rallied around by incredibly strong women who have their backs, who lift them up, who encourage them and get away from this whole competition thing that we're kind of raised with. But really, how can we create a sisterhood of amazing women who want to see each other succeed? I love that. That's so great. I mean, I was in a profession as as a police officer where I was often the only woman in the room. And a lot of our women entrepreneurs have experienced that as well. So what do you think are some of the key things that allow women to be more cooperative versus competitive? Well, I think that's just in our nature. It just comes down to biology, right? We are the mothers. We are the caretakers. We're always looking to how can we create this cohesive, cooperative environment. That's part of the feminine energy. And the masculine energy is that doing energy, that getting stuff done energy. And there's this beautiful shift happening right now. Again, I love this shift thing where we are learning how to balance our own internal masculine feminine energies and figure out, okay, how much do I want to use my feminine? How much do I want to use my masculine? And we get to create something that's never really been seen before with that internal balance. And then we get to find that balance in our workplaces as well. Right. I love that pivoting back and forth because it's so important. You know, we know when we're out of balance, when we've got like too much of one or the other. And at different times, you need to pull out different energy for different experiences and and different audiences and the needs of our clients. I mean, it's so important. And that's one of the things that I think is so beautiful about feminine strength, right? We can be fierce and feminine. We can have both of those and they are key to be able to use in so many different ways. 
And I want to share with our audience, you know, how you and I connected. Um, I actually brought a copy of our book. Yay! Uh, yay. <laughs> so for those of you who aren't listening, I'm, I'm holding up our impact book, which our dear mutual friend, Jen DePlessis, put together. And Impact was a gathering of leaders and, and trainers who brought together their favorite acronyms that they used in their training. And so if you guys haven't grabbed this book yet, I have a link on my website. You can also pick it up on, you know, any platform that you buy books and you'll see it under uh, Impact by Jen DePlessis as she brought all of us together. And I loved your chapter, you know, Shannon, because your acronym is Gus. And in the chapter, you talk about it's part of the inspiration coming from Gus Gus from Cinderella, which was one of my favorite characters. He's just such a, a sweet, sweet little mouse and how he walks around and just the image was just, it, it brought a, a smile to my face, but there's so much more depth to that. And you have a, a slogan that I love where it says, you let Gus drive the bus. So I'd love for you to share what the acronym GUS is about, what is some of the inspiration behind it, and how do you utilize it? Thank you. I love getting to talk about GUS. So GUS is this thing that downloaded into my brain one day when I was driving to an event from San Diego to LA. I was in the car, and I'm a Virgo. So I'm very detail-oriented and checking the boxes and structured and rigid sometimes. And I found that when I wanted to create something new in my life, I had religion that I grew up in, but I didn't feel like really good or connected to God because of my upbringing. And then I'm kind of woo-woo. So it's like, oh, but I like spirit energy. I like oneness. I like the universe. I'm like, what do I call the thing or the entity or the feeling so that I can tap into it and make something like law of attraction work for me? And I was like, well, I could do God, I could do universe, I could do spirit. And then it just hit me, oh my gosh, it's Gus. And I just started laughing because I thought of the mouse, Gus Gus. And he's trying to pull down his red shirt because he's chubby and he's like running around, Gus Gus. And when I started laughing, I remembered that everything good that's happened in my life has come with that childlike energy, that silliness, that playfulness, that lightheartedness that I was feeling thinking about Gus Gus. So I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to pray to Gus. And then fast forward a little bit, when we launched Secret Knock Women, one of my speakers was on stage and she was rallying the women and she said, ladies, you need to drive your own bus. And I'm standing backstage going, oh no, I let Gus drive my bus. And for me, it's that that version of Jesus take the wheel or give it to God. It's me giving up my tiny little human perspective where I think I know everything and I'm going to make this stuff happen. I'm going to set these goals and reach them. But really, it's about me giving up into that energetic presence of knowing and that playfulness. And when I do that, I can set my goals and then I get out of my own way. I let Gus drive the bus. I let the opportunities fall in my lap. And then I say yes. Uh, I love that you'd mentioned the word knowing, because one of the distinctions that I think is important that I love to make is that, you know, there's knowledge, right? All the things that we gather in the world, all the events we go to, all the books we read, all the, all the mentors, all of those things, those are all knowledge. But it, when it comes down to it, it's our knowing, you know, it's our intuition. It's what we open ourselves up to that allows us to make the right decisions for ourselves and to be able to listen to that word from the gusts that we have, right? Our God and, and universe and spirit. And I love how, you know, they all weave together and they all tell us things from a different space. And when we listen to that guidance that we have available to us, 
you know, it's always such a, a bigger, brighter thing than anything that we can come up with on our own. So I love a lot of the, you know, you use a lot of acronyms like I do. And when you talk about, you know, consciously creating your life, you have this CFA. And I'd love for you to share how you utilize that. Okay. So CFA stands for Conscious Focused Appreciation. And I was with my friend at the Japanese Friendship Gardens here in San Diego. And as we were walking around, I was just in awe of the sunlight coming through the trees and the sound of the water. And I was pointing it out to her and she said, you know what, Shannon, you're really good at that. And I said, what? She said, you always focus on appreciating things. I've never really heard anybody do it like that before. And then I thought about it and yeah, I do. I I really try to be consciously focused on appreciating things around me. It's like a form of gratitude, right? We know that so much can happen in our lives for us when we have the attitude of gratitude. And some people say, well, the, the vibration of appreciation is even higher than gratitude. But I find that when I can just be in that appreciation and really consciously focused on it, it's kind of a a meditation with your eyes open. It gets you out of your head space. And when you're appreciating something, the big things become the little things and the little things don't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and there's so much angst in the, the airwaves out there. And There's been actually so many studies that have been made around if you're in a place of gratitude, you can't be angry and you can't be upset and you can. So it's kind of like that safe zone where, you know, that appreciation has a vibration, right? You talk about, you know, the universe and law of attraction. And when we do that as a practice and then we have that awareness of that, it makes such a big difference on how we experience life. And I think that that is is such an, an important thing. You know, another thing, you know, when we talk about with our entrepreneurs is fear, right? You know, fear can come up in a lot of different ways. You know, people show up differently. They react differently. Sometimes people use fear as energy to actually get them through things. Some people, they are so scared that they don't do anything, right? That's a whole, you know, freeze or flee is, is a lot of different things or fight. You know, there's just so many different things you can do with fear. How is it that you move past fear and what are some of the tools that you use for that? Oh, good old fear sneaking up on us. You know, I love what you said about fear can be used as a tool. It doesn't have to be this bad thing that's like this big, scary monster coming to get us. Sure, it's not ideal. We don't really want to go into a fight or flight response. But like you said, we can utilize it to take action and get some stuff done. But for me, oh my gosh, this is such a big conversation, such a big topic. But my favorite way to actually combat fear, or it's not even combating, but it's actually allowing myself to really feel the fear and to let it move through me because emotions are energy and motion. So the idea is let it move through you. I actually use a technique called tapping or EFT, emotional freedom techniques. And it's tapping on pressure points on your face and hands to actually move that energy through your body. So whether I'm in the car or I'm at home, I just, I really allow myself to feel whatever I'm feeling. If it's fear, I can focus on my heartbeat or what it feels like in my hands. And I can really dive into my own consciousness to find out, okay, where is this fear coming from? Is there something that I do need to be looking at right now? Is this a legitimate fear? Or is this something based on a story I was telling myself from the past? And when we use EFT, it's really allowing us to just sit in it, letting it move through us. And kind of like when we go to the bathroom and flush the toilet, it's that same thing. We're flushing our energy system of this stuff that's not serving us. And then instead of feel the fear and do it anyways, 
I just don't have the fear. So I just get to take the action. And then I get to pull in that fun, that lightheartedness. And we know that when we are in an energetic vibration of that, that fun flow, it comes through in our products, in our services, in our marketing, people can feel it. They won't know why. Like I have people tell me all the time, Hey, when I read your thing, I felt this way and I don't know why. And I know why it's because I was infusing that amazing good energy into my project. So yeah, I like to tap away the fear. (laughs) I love that. You know, it's so important how we show up, right? And we can decide and assign, you know, what a feeling actually means to us, right? And so to utilize that energy to support us and to recognize it and we don't want to press it down, right? Because, you know, we want to make sure that we're actually feeling everything, right? This spectrum of it all. But what we do with that and how we can be more positive with it makes such a, a big difference. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of times I'll have people who will listen to the show and they'll get back to me and they're just like, wow, that person is like, has it all together and they're so successful and everyone sees the end <laughs> result, right? And they don't necessarily see the road, which a lot of people call the rocky road, you know, to get to where you're going. And so I love to talk about just some disempowering moments, some things that you can share, because I think it's so important, especially right now where people are just feeling a lot, right? And there's a lot of suicide. There's a lot of depression. There's just a lot going on. And a lot of times people will look at some of my guests and they'll be like, oh, she's never had a problem in the world, right? You know, she's figured it all out. And you have a lot of things that in your background that I'm sure that has directed you, that has shifted some of the things and a lot of things, even from childhood, right? Some of those things that happen, they shape the way we move forward and the way that we make decisions and things that happen. So I'd love for you to share some of your journey so that people can kind of see that path of those things that maybe took the wind out of your sail, that maybe had some setbacks that then led you to standing in your power. All right. Well, let's just start by saying I'm an entrepreneur. So it's like this. Right. Because the thing about being an entrepreneur is every time we try to step outside of our current comfort zone, we say, I'm going to be more, I'm going to do more, I'm going to have more. Then stuff comes to the surface that we get to deal with. Yay. (laughs) I love that get to. (laughs) We get to deal with it. I am a nerd for words. And so I'm always shifting them because they have a vibration to them. Absolutely. I mean, I could geek out on it. But yeah. So, like, The quick version is as a teenager, I was really moody. I was suicidal. I was really mean, really grumpy. I have this superhero gift where I can actually see somebody, like really, really see someone's like soul, their essence, who they really are. And as a kid, when I was a hurt person, I hurt people. So I would say things to people that would really tear them down. It actually made me feel better or feel like I wasn't the only one in pain. So I was able to move through that, had kids, studied nonviolent communication, started doing my healing work, which has been amazing. I've been doing it for a very long time and I love it. I love trauma and I love resiliency and something that we don't necessarily talk about very much in our society. We don't look at things like depression and anxiety as something that we can use for our benefit or move through. It's it's something that we try to suppress and keep quiet. But I think it's really interesting going from that and moving into this space where I've done all this healing. I know you asked me for healing or these different moments, and I kind of just see them all kind of blend in. And, you know, first it's like this, like these really big peaks and valleys. And now it's just kind of 
there's moments that I have almost every day or every week, every time I try to put myself out there in a new way. And not one example is coming to mind right now, which I think is kind of funny. I'm not sure why, but I don't have it together. I am a human. I am a human on planet Earth. I like to say that planet Earth is like when we're like spirits in consciousness and we choose to to come into this lifetime, we're like, I'm going to sign up for AP Bio. It's like, I'm going to Earth. If we wanted it to be easy, we could have been a fish. But one thing I know for sure is that every single person who's here on this planet has survived 100% of everything they've ever been through. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I'd love for you to speak into when you were a child and that feeling like you're smart, right? And I know that there are a lot of parents that listen in here. And, you know, I've even heard with, with my grandkids that a lot of the at-home learning that's happening, you know, they're not getting the same education. They're having to almost self-teach in a lot of ways. And I'm hearing that from a lot of different parents and kids alike that they're not feeling smart or they feel like they're falling behind or that whole sense of, of can't keep up and falling further behind. And so I'd love to hear more about your experience about was there something that happened that made you feel that way? Was it something kind of over time? What was it that that you labeled that for yourself? Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I've been doing trauma work for so long and I have this memory of being in school and not knowing the answers and feeling like everybody else around me knew the answers. And so I would go like this over my eyes so that I would look like I'm concentrating, but really I was cheating. I would look at the papers next to me to try to see what the answers were because I had no idea. And I, I really believed that I wasn't smart, that I couldn't learn it, or that everybody else around me knew and I was the only one that didn't. And then this is like another like deep rabbit hole we could go down, but the educational system is only teaching to a couple of the learning styles. And like Einstein said, if you judge a fish on his ability to climb a tree, he's going to spend his whole life thinking is stupid. Mm. I was a fish trying to climb a tree. I didn't realize <laughs> until I started learning stuff that I was into. I, I remember writing a paper on dream analysis and I got an A plus and I was shocked. I was like, I did? I got an A plus. And then my second thought was stupid teacher. I didn't even try my best. And, and it started to occur to me like, oh, I'm smart when I'm focused on something that I'm really interested in. And I could start to change that paradigm. I still had to go back and do healing on it as an adult, you know, go back and, and have a little conversation with my younger self. But it really impacted my life knowing that and kind of coming through that because for me as a mom and what I tell to other parents is if your child has a joy for learning, they're going to figure everything out. It doesn't matter. Look at all the people in our world who are incredibly successful that say like, oh, I never graduated high school. I didn't go to college. I did this in my garage. If you have a joy and a passion for learning, you will find your way. It's if we beat that joy out, then our kids don't want to learn. They don't want to perform. So just look for the joy in the learning. Right. You know, that's such an important thing is, you know, sometimes we get so task orientated, like for the next test or graduation or a promotion for people who are in, you know, the job tracks. And, 
you just get into and, and that's when we start hearing things like, you know, once people get into a job situation where it's like, oh, it's it's hump day on Wednesday and TGIF on Friday. It's like you're just counting the days versus being present and enjoying the work. And that's why things like Strength Finders is also like great tools where you get to know what is it that you're great at, right? Because of course, anybody who focuses on the things that they're great at, they can succeed in those. And you don't always see that in the school systems and I sometimes wonder, like, what are they actually tracking there that is beneficial to an individual child and their foundation and thirst for life, right? I mean, if you've got that that passion and a lot of times when there are those setbacks and things happen, that can be the fuel to move you forward. I mean, we've heard, you know, that your message is in your messes, right? Like all the things that went wrong, you hopefully learn from those things and you can actually shift those things and and do things differently. And we get to create the life that we want to live and show up in the way we want to. One of the things I always love to ask my guests is that I believe environment is, is so important. Like the what we create, where we live, what we do is a direct influence on us in our day-to-day life. And we live life differently in our bedroom versus our kitchen or our living room or our office. So what is your favorite room in your home and why? Oh, this is such a fun question. Okay. So I have a spot. It's on my bed and I have these pillows that I arrange a certain way. So they support my back and it's my Zen space. And I have this, this thing where I always make my bed. So I, I live with four kids. My house is a mess all the time. The kitchen, dining room, everything, except for my room. And my bed, I make my bed every day. It's got a white bed spread. It's like perfectly crisp and clean because again, I'm a Virgo. So I like things perfect. <laughs> but I love being in there. It's my space. I can concentrate. I can focus. And if I know my bed's made, I feel like I can conquer the world. So I'll go up there, sit up there with my laptop, get my stuff done. And before I know it, you know, I've accomplished everything I wanted to do. But yeah, that's a really fun question. I like that. Thank you. Yes, I love this, you know, because I think our space are a reflection of us and and what things look like. And, you know, it's funny when you talked about making your bed, because I make my bed every day as well. And it's actually been proven that making your bed is one of the number one success principles, that if you actually make your bed, right? Hello. <laughs> if you actually make your bed, it's like you can check off a win right first off in the morning. So no matter else, whatever else you do during the day, you have this sense of accomplishment, right? And so now you've got the vibration and the energy within you that I accomplish things. And so as you show up in your life, it's like, oh, I do this. I get this done. I, I show up how I want to show up. And so I find that so interesting because a lot of my guests mention that about making their bed and some of them don't know about that study. So I thought I would share that with you. So you just, you know, that's just one more thing that you're just like, Got it. <laughs> One more thing I'm good at without even trying. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> Those are the best things to be good at, right? I'm on my floor crying, going, I don't want to be an entrepreneur anymore. <laughs> you know, it's so funny when you start really getting into like your niche about what you're really good at. It's just when you start saying things like, I can't believe somebody pays me for that because I love doing that part so much. I could do this like all day long. Like I'm in a project right now where it's like, I mean, I'm getting paid well for, but it's like one of those things like I could just do it all the time because I love it so much. And that's the zone we want to get into is that we're doing those things that we're good at. We love it. It's the energy, right? It's those things that, that really make us who we are and doing what we want to do. And I know that our, our listeners are going to want to stay in contact with you. Please share with them how you can do that. We'll have all the links with that, but is there any particular place you'd like to direct them? 
I'm mostly on Facebook, like all the time. So yeah, find me on Facebook and yeah, I sent you the link. I'm also on Instagram and then email is always good. So my personal email is Shannon Parsons EFT because I set it up a long time ago at gmail.com, but that's the one I check the most. So yeah, I'd love to hear from anybody. I, I would love to hear how you've used something that I've talked about or are interested in something I've talked about or disagree. Like I'm okay with that too. I'd love getting to connect and interact. So perfect. So good. Well, as you know, our theme for this year are people who are being a force for good. So how is it that you're being a force for good in the world today? Oh, okay. I'm going to circle back to that superpower gift I have of really being able to see people. And now instead instead of using it for the forces of evil and pain and hurt, I get to use it for a source of good and power. So one of the things that I love to do is to look at somebody and remind them who they are, tell them who they are when they're in a good mood and remind them who they really are when they're in a bad mood or when, you know, stuff is falling apart. Uh, I was just talking to my friend yesterday and I'm like, no, I can see you. Like you look like this, you're strong. I can see you like pulling energy from the earth and up into the heavens and being able to really see someone's essence and their gifts that they have to be able to share with the world. When you can remind somebody of that, then they feel like things are able to be figured out because Marie Forleo that says everything is figure outable. So I just like to remind people of who they really are at that deep soul level. Definitely. I love that word that she created. It's so fun. <laughs> Maybe your uh, mother did. I don't remember, but it's a yeah. good thing. Well, it's a title of her book, so I don't know if uh, it definitely works for her. So that, that's a good thing. Do you have any final thoughts for the audience? Oh, final thoughts. Just be present with yourself. Who you are is amazing and wonderful. You are exactly where you are supposed to be and you're meant to do amazing things. So tune in to who you are and go be that best, most amazing, loving, awesome version of you. Uh, So great. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom, bringing the fun-loving energy of Gus. And again, for those of you who don't have the Impact Book, Definitely grab your copy and, and check it out. Uh, there's so many great acronyms in there and, and so much wisdom. So that would be a great thing in your in your resource library to be able to have. And I just want to thank our listeners out there. You know, it's you that get the word out there. If you haven't already, you know, please subscribe. We appreciate your five-star ratings and we want to hear your comments. And as Shannon mentioned, you know, the good, bad, the ugly, make sure you put it in there. You know, any questions that you have, make sure you tag both myself and Shannon on whatever platform that you are listening or watching this on. We're happy to answer those questions and, you know, get this out to the person. Just think of that one person who needs to hear this message today, right? You will make their day when they have resources and they have things that they can listen to that can help make a difference in their life. So until we connect again, Live your spa life. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Your host and spa life curator, Diane Halfman, wants you to know you can download her free guide to start living your spa life right now. Go to dianehalfman.com and click on the link for the nine secrets to step into your spa life. Now, live your spa life where accomplishment and harmony coexist.